Welcome back. Let's take a quick look at how our local market performed today. And it's green across the board with the all share ending up strongly. 2.3% uh, gain reflected there. That led by a very strong gain in the resources sector up 2.9%. Financials up 1.7% and industrials gaining 2.75%. And unpacking the moves that are reflected behind those numbers today is Carmen Mpumwane from APSA Asset Management. Carmen, uh, thanks so much for your time today. So the JSC really ending up strongly there um, in today's session. Uh, what did you make of the trading day that was and some of the factors that are at play at the moment? Yeah, definitely a um, significantly strong day today. JSC ended up over 2.57%. I think a lot of that is fueled by the macro numbers we've seen across the globe. So to start with Australia, we saw inflation coming down there. Um, and then more importantly, in Europe, we saw the uh, inflation print for um, the late, latest month coming down, uh, well, not coming down, but the growth uh, slowing down in terms of inflation. So that's definitely been a tailwind across the across the market. Um, as you've mentioned, platinum up strong, NASPERS up strong today as well. Um, so definitely given a boost. And I think going into what the expectations will be around the Fed governor's comments later today um, will give a little bit more insight. Yes, because it is Powell's speech that really is taking a lot of the attention. It's causing a lot of the market moves that we are seeing. Uh, the analyst I had spoken to yesterday said he's not likely to deliver any surprises. Uh, are you in the same team there? What is your expectation uh, for Powell's speech today? Yeah, and I think that's the problem at the moment that we, we hang on to what um, the comments are from the Fed. So we've seen a few comments over the last few days where certain um, governors have come out and said that they are very focused on ensuring that inflation gets reined in. And in so doing that, we'll have higher interest rates in the U.S. for a longer period of time than had previously been expected. Um, we're also looking to see what Powell says about jobs. But as you mentioned, I don't think there's going to be much surprise. A lot of it has been priced in already. Um, so it's more for any insight in, in terms of him swaying from his previous rhetoric. And Carmen, when you look at the markets and all that's going on and everything you've highlighted, China also still bubbling away there. How much of a concern are developments on that end? Because it does seem that the situation is under control. There's a bit of positivity coming through there. Uh, what's your reading on that situation? Yeah, so it hasn't de-risked completely. Um, we have seen the protests sort of die down and be, be reined in, but the restrictions remain. And we saw today in the PMI number that's come out, uh, PMI continues to decrease, so reflecting the manufacturing activity in China. And so as you would expect, people's restrictions are so severe across um, China, you would expect that the manufacturing numbers would pull back. So um, I don't think that should be much of a surprise. Um, it's about where to from here. Do the restrictions remain as they are? Do they get more severe? Um, and so time will tell how that, that uh, unfolds. Where to from here for China, not only interesting for the market and the market participants, but also for the oil market. And we saw prices there uh, move in tandem with that. Yeah, so uh, China's demand definitely has a um, direct impact or correlation to the oil price. So as we see restrictions increasing and so demand for oil um, and, and uh, 
across the, the country, um, you, it will definitely have a negative impact on the oil price. So the moment we see any restrictions easing in China, I'm sure there will be some of a tailwind to the oil price as well. So as we keep tabs on all of the macro events that are taking place, let's hone in now on some of the local news that we saw come through on our own market. Uh, AO out with results saying that they've had quite a difficult year. Um, looking at the numbers, anything in there that gives you hope that things could get better? I think, unfortunately, the overriding theme for IO at the moment is around its legal battles. That doesn't look to be ending anytime soon. Um, we did see the announcement yesterday that JC has fined two of the ex-CFOs, and so that's definitely a key issue. Um, and so we are still remain uh, very negative on, on the stock, and I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel at the moment. Fever is also out with results and highlighting uh, a number of challenges, um, those being things like load shedding, weak growth, um, and that's just to name two. They had a whole list going there. Uh, does that just speak to the difficult position uh, property owners find themselves in now in a post-COVID kind of environment? Um, so what is your real reading on Fairvest and where it is at the moment? Yeah, we saw Vukile come out um, yesterday with their numbers as well. And we're seeing a general trend where uh, vacancies are coming down, number one. Um, rental reversions are, are turning positive for the the uh, property sector. So it varies obviously on which uh, company you look at uh, or which real estate uh, investment trust you look at. But I think uh, what what the key thing here is that the trend is in the correct direction. These are Fairbase first results post its merger with Arrowhead. So that's definitely given a bit of a nuance to these results. But what it has shown is that they are able to, well, the, the, the consolidation has been completed. They've now got um, their, their focus and their strategy on is on de-risking their balance sheet and obviously um, reducing vacancies, which they've already started doing. So my expectations are going forward. We are going to see continued improvement. improvement. It might be slower than the market would want, but it is in the correct direction. Carmen, then as we end off, what are, what are you picking as your stock pick tonight? So I'm holding firm to MTM. Um, I still believe that it is significantly undervalued, specifically on the next six to 12 months in terms of um, the changes that we expect to happen. Um, very, very relative, very, very cheap relative to its peers as well. So uh, yeah, in a nutshell, still sticking to MTM. Sticking with MTN tonight, Carmen, thank you so much uh, for your time this evening. Uh, Carmen Pumwani is from APSA Asset Management.